Hey, thanks for checking us out online. You're about to watch the message, Football Sunday. We were at the Washington Community Center with all the kids in the service with us, and it was such a blast. If you were touched by this message or any other ministry at City Point, you can let us know by emailing us at hello at citypoint.cc, or you can partner with us by reaching Washington County and click the Give tab on citypoint.cc. Hey, we hope you enjoy this message. Kids Point. I'm glad to be here. How about you? Man, I'm fired up for today and I hope you've had a great morning so far. Hey, I think we all know this, that later today there's actually a big game called the Super Bowl going to be played and we got the Patriots versus the Falcons and it's going to be awesome but I know you're looking at me going, hey, what are you wearing a Dallas Cowboys shirt for? Well, I'm telling you what, this jersey is the Tony Romo jersey. No making fun, okay? No making fun. He ended high class, okay? Uh, but I'm repping the Cowboys jersey because it doesn't matter who's playing for me. I'm going to wear this jersey. I love the Cowboys. So I thought it'd be fun to maybe hear you guys participate with me in yelling out your favorite football team's name. Okay, you shout it out. It could be, it could be, I can barely even stomach that I'm going to say this. It could be that you like the pad. Yeah, see, I can't even say it out loud. The, the team that reps the green and the yellow. Or you could, uh, for example, like the Vice. Yeah, I can't even do it. See, I can't do it. Uh, you'll have to say it if you actually like them. That's the purple and yellow team. Or you might like the Bears or, uh, you know, the Patriots or the Falcons or something like that. But on the count of three, can we do that? Can we all yell out our favorite football team name? All right, get ready. One, two, three, Cowboys! Yeah! No, great job. If you said Cowboys, uh, you made the right choice. And you can go out to Next Steps after the service, talk to uh, Sam, our campus pastor, and he'll give each of you five bucks, okay? Way to go. So, but here's what I think we can all agree on. No matter who your favorite team is, there's somebody who's on the field when any team is playing against another team that has the opportunity to have the game go good or the game go bad. They kind of look like zebras, and they have whistles. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, they're the refs. And what I love about the refs is, like I said, they have the opportunity to call plays and, and to keep track of the time. And actually, they kind of look like this. Man, check that out. I told you it kind of looks like a zebra, black and white stripes, a whistle. You know, I love refs because they have the ability to throw a flag that shapes the game. The flag is actually called the penalty flag. And anytime this flag is thrown, you know, it's this bright yellow flag that the stadium can see, that the players, the coaches, people watching can see, you know that something's happened that wasn't supposed to happen. You could actually sum up the penalty flag this way. A rule has been broken. There's a lot of different penalties that can happen in a football game. Penalties like offsides. It's when somebody goes into the wrong side of the field at the wrong time, a flag is thrown, it's off sides or maybe false start it's people start moving at an inappropriate time it's a false start or one that i love is called pass interference it's when you have a wide receiver and he's running and he's looking to catch the ball and he gets shoved or hit at the wrong time or before he catches the ball it's 
you know, pass interference. Now there's a ton of rules. There's even a rule that gets thrown that gets Tony Romo injured all the time. It's called, you know, roughing the passer. And every time that flag gets called on him, he's out for like eight weeks. You know, it's just a hard rule. Now there's a ton of rules out there, but they can all be summed up as this. Something has been broken. A rule has been broken. A penalty flag is thrown. A rule has been broken. I wonder if there are some penalty flags that can be thrown in your family that should be thrown in your workplaces, that should be thrown at your schools. These are the very things that if you see something going on that's not right, that's not okay, that somebody would have the courage to say, you know what, penalty flag, we need to talk about this. Penalty flag, that can't happen anymore. Penalty flag, what is going on right now is hindering the best that God has for us. Now, to help us kind of discuss this a little bit more, I'm gonna have Sam and Jordan come out and they're gonna share some practical ways that you can learn when to throw the penalty flag in your family, your homes, your workplaces, and your environments. Let's welcome Sam and Jordan out right now. Hi, everybody. Um, yeah, this is weird. You're not used to seeing me out here. They usually just let me, uh, they keep me back with the kids. Um, like the video said, I'm Jordan. And I'm Sam. Hey, everybody. Um, and like Tony said in his video, um, there is a lot of penalties um, out in football. And so we're actually going to talk about, it reminded us, actually, of a Bible story, all right? And so it's actually in Luke chapter 15, and it's called The Story of the Lost Son. And Jordan's going to read that for us. Um, so in Luke 15, Jesus tells a story uh, about a father who has two sons. Um, and the youngest son he didn't feel entitled or anything, but he just felt like he should go to his father and, and demand his inheritance right now instead of waiting until his father passed away. Uh, so, like all good fathers, he gave him exactly what he wanted right now. He said, uh, sure, and the, and the dad divided up all of his money and all of his things between his two sons. Then, uh, not long after that, a few days later, the youngest son took all of his wealth, all of the things his father had given him, and he moved out. Uh, and actually, Scripture tells us that he didn't just move out. He moved a long distance away, far, far away. Um, so he moves out, takes all of his things that his father has just given him, and then proceeds to waste all of it uh, on ungodly living, uh, wild living, squanders all of the things his father has given him. And to add on top of that, not long after that, there was a famine across the land. So now, uh, not only does the son not have any money, he doesn't have any possessions, now food is short, okay? Kids, famine, scarcity of food. So he's desperate. He goes to a farmer and he asks, could you hire me uh, to do anything? I just need some food. Um, the farmer sends him out into the fields to work with the pigs, okay? I'm sure nobody in here is familiar with working with pigs, so I'll tell you a little bit about how this went. He goes out, and his job is to go out and feed the pigs, okay? They are feeding slop to the pigs. They have these nasty pea pods. Kids, raise your hand, kids. You all eat your peas, right? Raise your hand if you eat peas, yeah? You guys really like the, the pea pod, like the nasty kind, right, that they give to the pigs, okay? He was so hungry. This son was so hungry and had nothing that he thought the pea pods actually looked appetizing. He thought he was going to eat some of the same food the pigs were eating. That's how hungry this guy was. And that's when it clicked in his brain. He said, um, said to himself, ah, I can't do this. This, this is not going to work out. 
I have to go back to my father. I have to tell him, you know, Dad, I'm sorry, I messed up. I took everything you gave me, and I wasted it. And I sinned against heaven and against you. And, and can you hire me as your servant? Because I know my dad's servants, they at least have enough food to eat, and then maybe even some to spare. So he goes back home, goes to his father, uh, and as he's, he's getting closer, but he's still a little ways off, and his dad sees him coming, and his dad takes off running, and he sprints to him, and he gives him a great big hug, and he kisses him, and the son did exactly what he said he was going to do. He said, Dad, I'm sorry. I messed up. I took all the things that I demanded from you, and I wasted them. I haven't had anything to eat. I've been basically living with the pigs, and I'm sorry. I've sinned against heaven. I've sinned against you, and you know, if you don't want me to be your son anymore, I totally understand. And the dad turned and looked at his servant, and he said, quick, go get the best clothes in the entire house, get a ring, put it on my son's finger, put sandals on his feet. We're going to celebrate. You know that calf that we've been fattening up, that baby cow that we've been saving for a party? Cook that thing up. We're going to have a big celebration, and, and we're going to celebrate because my son... My son was dead, and now he's alive. My son was lost, but now he has been found. So they kill the calf, and they're getting ready to have this party. Meanwhile, the older brother, the older son, who stayed at home, um, was out working in the fields, doing everything he was supposed to, and he comes home, and all of a sudden he hears a bunch of dancing and, and music, and there's, there's something's going on at the house, and he asks one of the servants, what's going on? And the servant said, oh, good news? Your brother has returned. He's come back, and your father has killed the fattened calf, and we're going to have a big party. It's going to be awesome. This made the older son angry. The older son refused to go to the party. His dad came out and said, Son, come in. Please come in. Join us for this party. We're having a celebration. And he said, No, Dad. I'm angry. See, I stayed home, and I did everything you've ever told me to do. I listened Every time you tell me, I didn't ever talk back. I just did my chores. I was responsible. I followed all your rules. And you never even once, uh, you never killed a goat for a little party for me and my friends. And here you've gone, and you've killed the fattened calf. Well, you know what? That's what they would do in football when there's a, a penalty on the play. Okay? So just like that story... There's a lot of penalties in football, and we're actually going to talk about the top four penalties in football, and we're going to uh, go through those this morning. So if you grab out your program, there's going to be some blanks there, and so if your parents or if you have a pen, and parents, you can fill these blanks out too, um, your first fill in the blank is actually going to be penalty flag, a rule has been broken, okay? And so that's what a penalty is. When a rule is broken, like Tony was talking about, that's a penalty, all right, and so that's actually the, the yellow flag that all of you should have. So kids, you can go ahead and grab out that yellow flag and hold on to that just for as I'm talking, okay? Um, but a penalty, there was so many penalties in this story that, we just, that Jordan just read for us. But the first one we're going to talk about is holding, all right? So that's going to be number one in your program is holding. Okay, so now you've got penalty flag, a rule is broken, and I think those will be on the screen. And then number one is uh, holding, okay? So holding. How the little boy, or how did the lost son, he held on to his money in this story. He thought it was going to bring him joy and happiness. 
And he went and squandered it away and, again, spent it on wild living, hoping that that would bring him satisfaction. He was holding on to that money as something important to him. But you know what ended up happening, right? In the story, he came up starving. No food. And he was eating with the pigs. How gross is that, right? So he held on to that money so tight, and then he spent it all, and it was not, it's not what he wanted. Okay, just like that, just like the uh, lost son held on to that money, maybe sometimes we hold on to things, okay? And we might need to call a penalty. We might need to say, hey, holding on to your Xbox or your iPad that you can play games on or money or your Lego collection, it's not going to bring you happiness. And so we need to call penalty on, the, on that play and say, no, that's holding, all right? All right, number two in your program, so the next fill in the blank is going to be offsides. And offsides in the Bible story, this is where we saw him get his money or his inheritance from his dad too soon. He crossed the line too soon. He wasn't meant to get that inheritance until after his father passed away. And so he wanted it early. He's like, I want it now, dad. And so his dad gave it to him, but it was an offsides penalty. Okay, and so sometimes what happens here. Um, this actually reminds me of a story of, in my marriage. Um, I've been married for 10 months now to my beautiful wife, and sometimes the offsides that I pull is she's telling me a story and I interrupt, or I cut her off. Or sometimes she's telling me how I've actually hurt her, and I cut her off, or I, or I say, oh, I brush it off, oh, it doesn't matter, it's okay. And that's an offsides, that's a, a relationship offsides, and I haven't honored her, I haven't respected her. And sometimes for us at school, guys, Sometimes our, our friends are telling us a story or they're telling us how maybe we hurt them on the playground or at lunch, and we don't listen. We say, oh, no, it's fine, or we cut them off or interrupt. And so we need to be very careful to guard against offsides in our relationships with friends or our spouses. And so we have to, again, be sure that we're not pulling out the yellow flag and, and throwing it. But if they are happening, if a hold happens or if an offsides happen, that we do gently tell our friends or gently um, tell our loved ones that that was a penalty. There's a penalty on the play. Jordan's going to talk about the next two. The number three common penalty, and some of you guys, I'm sure you'll probably see one today because it happens in big games, false start. Number three in your, in your program is false start. Uh, uh, that's a false start, Sam. A false start is a penalty that is called when an offensive player starts moving before the ball is snapped. So they, they move too soon. They're, they're starting before people are ready. Okay? This, this is exactly what happens uh, when the, the young son engages in the wild living. Okay? He, he jumped the gun. He thought he was ready. He thought he was responsible. He thought he could handle his inheritance, but um, he squandered it. Uh, we see this um, in the same way, example, in the same way I don't let my three-year-old slice his own apples when it's snack time. Even though he would try to convince me that he's big enough and that he's ready to slice his own apples, we all know that they're probably not a good choice for a three-year-old, okay? That would be a false start, him moving too quickly. Parents of teenagers, I'm not there yet, but teenagers, okay, right? Parents of teenagers put limits on their, on, on their teenagers as to maybe where they can and cannot drive, um, how much time they get on their cell phone, cell phone usage, or how late they can stay up. And teenagers, high school, junior high, contrary to popular belief, they're not trying to ruin your lives. They're trying to help you 
prepare for being on your own and being ready for some of those responsibilities. Okay? It's kind of a process. They don't want you to have a false start and start uh, getting ahead of yourself. Um, I know I've, I, I generally put all of my stories revolve around kids. That's why I'm the kids point guy. Um, so, but I, I threw this one in here at the end. Another example of a false start, okay, for the, the singles in here, a false start would be if every single person in the auditorium after the church service walked out and met another single and said, hey, you're single? I'm single. Do you want to get married? Uh, hello, false start. You're not ready. There's some things you have to do before you take those steps. That is a false start. So we want to try to avoid jumping the gun and biting off more than we can chew like the young uh, son in the story did. The second, or the, sorry, the fourth penalty in your program is pass interference. No, we're done with false start, Sam. All right, pass interference. So pass interference happens when a defender, like, physically interferes with the wide receiver who's trying to catch the ball. So they interfere with that player's ability to have success. So at the end of the story, there was the, the older son right? And the older son comes in and he is angry because, well, because they're throwing a party for his brother who messed up. And he kind of feels, um, fr from, from the story, he kind of feels that his little brother interfered with him receiving joy from his father. Here his brother went and messed up and he's getting all this attention and all this love and here I am, I've done all the right things, nobody's throwing a party for me. So he, and and, and his response kind of is mind-boggling. Again, I'll go back to parents. You, you'll never see kids do anything like this. But his reaction to him feeling bad and getting his joy stolen from his father is that he turns around and does the same thing back to his dad. His dad invites him into the party, and he says, no, I'm not going. No. You kids don't do that, right? You don't do that? No? All right. So he's, he interferes with his dad's joy in reverse. So when people overcome mistakes, that's something that should always be celebrated. Um, that's why we always talk, you'll always hear us talk about here at City Point and at Kids Point, no matter who you are, where you're from, what you've done, or what's been done to you, okay, Jesus loves you. And that's always something to be celebrated. So make it a point to partake in those celebrations. Don't be the older son and be bitter and angry. Don't interfere with the joy of others. And try not to be mad or spiteful when it should be a time of celebration. All right. So now that we've learned about those four penalties, everyone needs to grab out their yellow flag. And I think just you guys, you kids have them, right? So hold them up nice and high. All right? And what we're going to do is we're going to throw them on a count of three, okay? Bet so you we're going to throw here. a penalty on the play, okay? So again, our, our penalties were holding offsides, false start, and a pass interference, okay? So on a count of three, we're going to throw all the yellow flags. Ready? One, two, two three. three. Let it rip. Come on. Awesome. Good job, everyone. Well, thanks for sharing, guys. You've learned a little bit more on when to throw the penalty flag. And here's what I know about the last year of football, 2016, the NFL. There were over 30,000 penalty yards issued. That's nuts, 30,000? That means a lot of penalties were thrown. But here's what we know about that. That means that the refs actually knew when to throw the penalty. 
they could see things that should be called. And the question here before I move on is, do you know right now what things in your life, what actions, what attitudes, what behaviors should have a penalty flag thrown? One last thought on this before we move on. Kids, they need to know what things should be thrown a penalty flag for. There's nothing better for a home when a kid knows, hey, you know, if I do this, a penalty flag is thrown. There's actually some security around the fact when a, when a kid makes a mistake and parents just don't brush it off. They don't just pretend it didn't happen. There's no, you know, authority figure. When something happens that's out of line, you should throw the penalty flag. That's what great parents do. Kids, for you, real last thought on this, when you see somebody at school or a friend doing something that they shouldn't be participating in, it's okay for you to say, hey, time out, penalty flag, I'm throwing this thing because I want the best life for you. Now, here's what I love about football. There's another flag. It's actually called the challenge flag. So it's a red one. It's a little bit different color, but I'm telling you what, this flag is just as cool, but you want to know what? Refs don't throw this flag. There's a different person who throws this flag. Well, let's check him out. Yeah, I'm not sure if you can tell who I am, but I'm actually an NFL coach. You can call me Jason Garrett for the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, next year, we got it, buddy. Check out this is official coaching jacket, Dallas Cowboys. Woo, woo. Yeah, but I tell you what, there's a coach who's coaching today. His name is Bill Belichick, and he's for the New England Patriots, and he's really good at two things, and two things that have really got him here to the Super Bowl today. Uh, one is obviously winning. Man, he's a great coach. He wins all the time. The other thing is <clears throat> cheating. <laughs> it's just, you know, like if you've watched football, you're like, yeah, I mean, how's he get to the Super Bowl year and year after? I'll tell you what, he wins a lot and he <clears throat> cheats a lot. You know, all right, that's just my inside joke for football fans. Go Cowboys one last time, all right? But here's what I love about coaches. They have the ability to throw the red flag, which is the challenge flag. The challenge flag could be summed up like this. I need you to look at that again. I need you to look at that Again, what happens on a football field or during a football play is maybe there's something that goes on or maybe a player steps out of bounds at a certain spot and a coach, if he sees something different than what the ref sees, he throws the, the challenge flag, which in essence is going, hey, hey, time out, time out, time out. I need you to look at that again. Something's just happened that I think you just were off on. Something's just happened that I think is a little bit different than what you saw. So would you look at this again? I was actually thinking about this. How beneficial would it be if there was a challenge flag that you could throw in your marriage? I mean, wouldn't that be great if you could be like, you know what? You need to look at that again. We actually found a video clip on YouTube that is of a comedian who actually shares the same principle. Check this out. One of the things I love about the NFL, they have this thing called the challenge flag. If you don't know what that is, each coach gets a red flag. And if they think the ref makes a bad call, they throw this red flag. The ref has to look at this video replay thing on the field, see if he was wrong, change the call. I think that's a brilliant idea. I want that for marriage. Wouldn't that be awesome, man? Get in an argument, throw the red flag, ref comes out of the pantry.
Wait, but after even further review, he got unsportsmanlike conduct on the female. She's told the same story four times this week. We got offsetting penalties for Pete conversation. I love that video. I mean, you got the wife has told the same story four times in a row. I mean, that's just good stuff. I mean, we would all benefit if we had one of these in our marriages. I mean, wouldn't that be great if we had a challenge flag for our homes? I did some research about the game of football again this last week and found out that in, the, in an average NFL game, there's around 120 plays that gets played throughout the course of a game. To be quite honest, that's a lot of plays that a referee has to get right, that they have to be dialed in to make sure that they get the calls right. And so what the NFL did is they said, you know what, we're going to give each coach a challenge flag so that if they see something a little bit different, they can, you know, throw the challenge flag. Now, the challenge flag is given for the sole purpose that where they say, I think we need to look at that again. I think we need to look at that again. I think there was maybe something that you didn't see that I think we should get right. It's this idea, hey, maybe you just had a lapse in judgment. Maybe there was just something else on your brain. You didn't see what I saw. Can I throw this? Can we get the play right? And I was thinking about this. You know what? It really would be good if we had one of these in our marriages. It really would be good if we had one of these in our homes or at our workplaces where when something went wrong, that shouldn't go wrong. And we say, you know what, I think we need to look at that again. And, and let me kind of cast this vision around the challenge flag. I think the challenge flag is less of a challenge of going, you know what, I want to challenge you. I want to make sure that you know that I'm the boss. I want to really make sure that you know that I'm in the, in the right spot here. It's more of a, hey, can we make sure that we get this right? I mean, we're on the same page here. We want the best for each other. We want to believe better about one another. So challenge, you know I'm not sure if I heard you correct or challenge. I'm not sure if uh, you got the right call on this one. Can we look at that again for the sake of the game, for the sake of our marriage, for the sake of our kids, and for the sake of our workplaces? I'm going to throw a flag so we get the play right. Now, Jordan and Sam, they're going to come back out, and they're going to share again some practical ways that you can throw the challenge flag in your homes, in your marriages, in your workplaces for the sake of getting the play right. Let's welcome them back out together. All right, well, hey, like Tony shared, the red flag is the challenge flag, okay? So that's your next fill in the blank. Is it, It's the challenge flag, and I need to look at that again, okay? And so that's what a challenge is, is we, wanna, we want further review. We want to look at that again. Again, like Tony said, it's where they throw it, and they say, actually, I don't know if I saw the same thing you did. All right, and so in this, our Bible story again, to think back, um, where we find a challenge in that Bible story is when the son comes and says, Dad, I'm no longer your son. I'm no longer worthy to be your son. And the dad says, actually, you are my son. You were dead and lost, and now you're found and alive. All right, and so challenge on that is actually you still are my son, even though the lost son thought he was not. Now, kids are the best at calling or throwing challenges, all right? Um, this is a story of a mom um, and, a, and a son, <clears throat> and how this story goes down is sometimes, I'm sure this never happens at home, uh, where, the, where the kid might come up and say, hey, mom, can I spend the night at Jason's house? And mom's like, no, you have chores to do, you have to help your dad, and you have to clean your room, and it's been a busy week, you need to go to bed early tonight. The son goes, challenge? I don't like that call. Goes to dad, dad. 
can I go spend the night at Jason's house? Sure! And you're like, woo, glorious, all right? This is a classic move. Not that that ever happened when I was growing up at all, right? No, but seriously, kids are able to call this challenge flag when they don't get the answer they like. They're going to go and try to get it from someone else and say, hey, challenge, mom, that was a challenge. I don't like the call. Hey, dad, what, do you, what did you see? What do you, what do you want to call? All right, and so, but that's what we don't want to do. Okay, kids, right? All right, awesome. So um, now Jordan is actually going to have us yeah. do our action step. So I need you guys, everybody has their red flag, right? Hold up your red flag. Let's see it. Okay. If your first flag didn't fly as far as you wanted it to, um, now's your chance to make up for it. A little redemption right here, okay? This, so if you want to review your first throw, we're going to stand up. We're going to throw our challenge flags on the count of three. Are you ready? Oh, come on. Are you ready? That's better, all right? One, two, three. Let them go. Hey, one last thought on this before we wrap things up. I think today has been fun. We've learned a little bit more about the challenge flag, and, and all of us have had fun throwing the penalty flag. But here's what I love about the game of football. What I love about refs and coaches, that they know when to call both of these flags, when to throw these flags, because they've spent time understanding this book called the rule book. They know the rules. They know when to throw the challenge. They know when to throw the penalty because they've spent time in the rule book. They've studied it. They've understood it. They've had meetings around it. And I love that fact, that they know the appropriate times to throw these things. So maybe the question for you today is, do you have a rule book? Do you have a guide in your life, a life book, you know, a, a book that helps you understand when the appropriate times are for you to throw a challenge, to throw a penalty flag. For me in my life, since I've given my life to Jesus as my Lord and Savior, since I put him number one in my life and become second, I've said, you know what, I've got to spend some time in the Bible because it's my life book. It's the book that I have to guide my life. And as I spend 15 minutes a day with God in here, he gives me a better understanding of when I should throw a challenge, when I should throw the penalty flag. And it's only benefited my life. So maybe a couple invitations for you in the room. Maybe you're here and you don't even have a Bible. Well, I would love to invite you to go out to Next Steps after the service and pick one up. We have Bibles for adults, we have Bibles for kids. They're awesome, there's none better. And I would just go, get back there, get a Bible, and start understanding the playbook, the rule book, the life book. And I tell you, it's only gonna benefit your life. Now, for those of you in the room who already have one, and maybe it's just collecting a little bit of dust, I'd go start spending 15 minutes a day with God. If you don't know where to start, we have Bible reading plans out there. Your first Bible reading plans, or maybe you can join in us, uh, join with us as we read through the Bible. I'm telling you what, as you set aside 15 minutes a day with God to understand the playbook, the rule book, the life book called the Bible, you're going to better navigate life. Now, as we wrap things up, I wanted to uh, invite you to one last uh, participation, okay? So tonight, the NFL Super Bowl 51 has the Falcons and it has the Patriots playing. So I want us to kind of do a big poll here, get a little bit excited and yell out who you think's gonna win. Do you think the Patriots are gonna win or do you think the Falcons are gonna win, all right? Let's do this on the count of three. One, two, three. Falcons! I'm rooting for the Falcons, baby. And hey, I hope you have a great rest of your morning. Let's welcome out the band now.